This is Pursuing Wholeness. Yeah, you know, I don't know exactly how you guys feel. You know, it's like maybe you want some <laughs> some variation or something about you know, I don't know. That was a different song. No, no, I'm sure. Like really, like the last episode, I think it was something very similar, very similar. I mean, I guess because I mix and master the podcast. You can't vary it too much because I mean, the, the music is the music. But anyhow, I guess like, it's like when I hear it, I just start to feel like I got to sing and dance. So that's what I end up doing. Jeez, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm sure that people might see me, you know, it's like, well, yeah, you got the lively and dancing one. Then you got the one who's just, you know, boring and, you know, whatever. What they call it? A crutch munching? <laughs> crutch munching. <laughs> crutch munching. Yeah, <laughs> man, I don't care, man. I don't care. I don't care. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's just kind of like <laughs> sometimes when I have to do stuff to like fight the funk, you know, like sometimes you feel kind of like eh, but you have to kind of come back against that by doing something that's counter. So yeah, this evening I um I don't feel mad. But I just was feeling a little bit like, oh, a new week starts tomorrow. And I'm excited on the one hand, but then on the other, I don't want to get back into the same old rush and just the same old place where you just don't feel like you're really making the progress you want to make. You feel like you're kind of tripping over your own toes and running late and not being prepared enough and it's like I'm I'm feeling like I could get in that place even mm-hmm. like today we got a lot done me and the oldest cleaned up a little bit there's still a whole lot that needs to be done but at the end of the day it almost feels like it was back how it was mm-hmm. we did a lot we, we did laundry we cleaned all the rooms, got like the stuff away. We didn't sweep and mop, which which I was hoping we could just kind of do that maybe tomorrow. But looking around the house, it just kind of looks like it did before we cleaned this morning. So it just kind of makes me feel like, and I keep saying kind, I'm tired of it. <laughs> but it makes me feel like, yep, back at it again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So kind of feeling like that this Saturday evening. Yeah, you know, man, I guess the way I see it, yeah, it's a lot, especially when you have kids and stuff like that, like to uh, always keep in mind and, you know, and when you have kids, you know, you kind of have to do a whole lot of stuff. So to kind of maintain whatever clean that you had, you had to be very, very intentional. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, otherwise, just everything else just kind of swallows up, swallows up what you did, gobbles it all, gobbles it all up, all up. So, I don't know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Oh well, but um, 
But anyway, I guess, you know, we have a podcast to record and you have our topic. I guess, I guess as you normally do. <laughs> I guess my brain is always moving. It's funny because mm-hmm. um, maybe my maybe the thing I wanted to talk about is a direct counter to these feelings. You know, um, basically just the fact that, um, well, I just, I'll preface it by saying that I was driving through neighborhood today, got lost looking for I kind of was feeling my way toward where I was trying to go but it wasn't as straightforward as I thought so I was just driving through the neighborhood getting turned around and as I was driving it's like a what you would probably call like a black neighborhood and then as I was driving I was just kind of like man I just want so much better for my people Mm -hmm. I mean it was a decent neighborhood but just knowing like the neighborhood in and of itself, I think is probably doing pretty good in terms of the people maintaining their properties and doing their part. But it's definitely a part of town that is not like on the radar <laughs> when it comes to the government and folks, you know, actually like investing. It's just not there. Um, even the fact that I was like having such a hard time getting out of the neighborhood, I feel like. I don't know. It's something about that. But um, like, man, this wants so much better. And then just driving a little bit more and got to the more commercial part of town and was inquiring a little bit into who owned some of the businesses over there. And um, I was like, um, black owned? Like, oh, no. Oh, no. And mm-hmm. I mean, it don't have to be black owned businesses. But if you're in a black neighborhood and the people who are running the businesses there are not black. Mm-hmm. It's like, do they really, and I'm not saying only black people care about black people, but if they're not even from the community, regardless of their color, mm-hmm. like, do they care about the community? Do right. they care in the sense of like wanting to maintain the facades of the buildings and provide excellent service to the people who are coming? And I was driving through and just seeing these places where, um, you had like, you know, food, cigarettes, <laughs> mm-hmm. beer, gambling. It's like you see it spray painted on the the walls of the store. And it's just like, this is what we do here. Mm-hmm. But you can't find a grocery store over there. Mm-hmm. You can't find anything that's actually like going to produce healthy food um, or anything like that. And it's just like, man. Mm-hmm. Like it, and like I said, it's what we would probably what we would call the black part of town, the black neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And it's like, why are we? Why are we just so, just so satisfied to label stuff the black part of town and expect that that means that you're gonna have little access to healthy food? That means you're gonna have these payback payday lending places. That means you're gonna have these. Marts, you know, Joe's Mart, and it's just going to be a place where you can buy like some candy, some chips, some cigarettes, some beer, and you can gamble everything that you work for away. Mm-hmm. Like, why do we just accept it? Like, oh, well, you know, it's a black side of town. Mm-hmm. Gamble it all the way after you get your check cashed at the same place and get, get a huge percentage of it taken out. Right, right. So you get hit twice. And then they then they'll let you get some of the junk food, and eventually it's gonna catch up to you. Mm-hmm. And it's like again, we just accept that that's just what happens when you're on the black side of town. 
Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, why are we okay with that? Mm-hmm. Why yeah. why are we okay with saying, well, I'm black. I live in a black neighborhood. So that means that substandard and subpar is just what I'm supposed to expect. It's like there's no frustration. And I won't say none, but it's not enough from what I can see. Frustration and uproar and just like, I don't want this. Like, Because I know me personally, like, we happen to live in kind of on like in an in on the edge of a neighborhood that would be considered a black mm-hmm. neighborhood or community mm-hmm. and um of course you know that but <laughs> but it's like i go shopping at these places that are relegated to the black side of town because this is what we got over here and i get so mad mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm like this customer service is horrible the fa- the facade of this building is horrible look at this parking lot tearing my tires up mm-hmm. i get so mad and the only thing only option i have is to go drive somewhere else mm-hmm. to where it's a better part of town mm-hmm. but i'm tired of it i'm just mm-hmm. so tired of it and that's mm-hmm. i guess like so <laughs> going into like what the topic is it's just kind of like being comfortable with the struggle being comfortable with um subpar living conditions and subpar services like i'm just so tired mm-hmm. of accepting that and I, I i know that a lot of people that that's all they know because they've been here all their lives so they may not um they may not see know that expect otherwise because this is what they've seen all the time but i'm i guess i'm just here to say we don't have to accept the struggle anymore mm-hmm. i don't want us to i want us to expect better and to demand better Mm-hmm. I guess that's my I don't know if I even got us to the topic or not but mm-hmm. that's where I am yeah I guess I guess you know what it kind of makes me think about is um, you know so I kind of think about my my lineage you know and, and I think about how you know like with my like my grandparents and whatnot, they kind of had certain kinds of lives kind of based on what they, what their experience was. And then my parents took it to a different place. Um, and now I'm taking it. We each are taking it to different places, you know, from where our parents were. Um, but the thing is, the reason why I mentioned my grandparents and whatnot is because, like, you know, so my my maternal grandparents, you know, were here in the South in South Carolina. And, you know, they were living during a real tough time, you know, back when all of that segregation stuff was real whatever. And, um, you know, real heavy and serious and whatnot. And, you know, considering the circumstances... You know, they did, they did pretty well. Um, but I guess what I'm really getting at is just how, how, how crazy it is that, you know, it's, it's the, that whole, what you, what you come up in and what your surroundings are and what your mindset is with your surroundings. It's like, that's just like really, um, it's, it's, it's not to be underestimated, you know. You know what I mean? I I, I guess I, I just think about how I know that the reason that I have the kind of mindset I have or that we have the mindsets we have about, 
not continuing in the struggle is because, you know, we were blessed to have, um, you know, parents who had some semblance of, you know, thinking, you know, that themselves when they were raising us. And, um, and I'm very grateful for that. I'm very grateful. Mm -hmm. I'm very grateful. It's not something to be taken for granted, but, you know, I just kind of feel like, just like you said, we, we, I, I, I don't, I don't like us to struggle and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, it's kind of like one of those things where, you know, the word got to be spread for real, for real. Because mm-hmm. in a lot of cases, I think, you know, um, I think that we, how do I say this? It, you know, of course, it's not in our best interest to struggle, but a lot of times we feel like that's all we can do. But it's in some other people's best interest that mm-hmm. we struggle. And right. so it's not necessarily in their interest that we know things to kind of help us to do better. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, it's a shame, but that's just the truth. It's the truth of what it is. But um, I don't know, man. I don't even know. I'm kind of, I'm kind of trying to explain my feelings and my thoughts, but not really knowing exactly how to. But, but that mind, man, that mind. You know, it's. I just think about how important it is and how much of how how important it is um, to be able to have that thought suggested to you because um because sometimes you don't have it suggested to you that you don't have to live like this by mm-hmm. the way you know you don't get that um you don't get it but then sometimes you know because I think about in circumstances of my life when I have gotten that even recently some of the things you and I have been kind of talking about personally and you know, thinking about, you know, some of our entrepreneurial things and thinking about various things. And it's like, oh, that's possible. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing how that changes things. So I even think about how um, when I was at this particular establishment today and um, I was talking to the lady who was working there and she said, um, so she was telling me who recently bought the building and, and it was, you know, it's somebody who's not part of the community. And, um, and I said, oh, man. I, I wish that I had um bought this building. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I said, like, I wish I bought it. And it's like when I said that, it made me realize like how my mindset has shifted because I I was like talking like I, I should have put an offer on it yesterday. Right, right. <laughs> like I just got the money sitting there and mm-hmm. and everything. Like I could have just walked up to the to the owner and been like I, I, I'm gonna buy this building for you from you for this amount, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna be ready to renovate and all that. Like I, I don't have it like that now, mm-hmm. but my mindset is such that I'm like, I need to buy this. I need. It's like I just kind of I need to buy this, but it's it's a mindset that has come over time because there was a time where I would have never thought about buying like a commercial building and renovating it and and having a business out of there, and then even just um. The ideas of being wealthy, being millionaires, and like it's it's something that I didn't always have. I always thought, you know, we will be well off by the standards that we used to. Like, oh well, mm-hmm. you know, like because our parent, we both of us come from well, 
I guess, um, into, into the middle class families that like we, we grew up middle class, solidly middle class. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I thought, you know, oh, well, we'll do a little better than that. And, and it's like still kind of in the same, we still, I, th- I guess, still thinking of being in the same kind of income range, wealth range, whatever, but just like, you know, solidly there. Um, but then recently it's like, well, don't have to, you know, kind of be within that range. We can be millionaires. Mm-hmm. We can be millionaires. Mm-hmm. And, and and it's like even just saying that sometimes, I know we deal with that. It's like the immediate response is, well, I mean, we're going to be millionaires, but we're going to still, it's like we feel like we have to qualify it, like millionaires, but mm-hmm. <laughs> instead of just being like millionaires, abundance, wealth, it's like we have this negative connotation with it. And I think that... um as people, as you know, as black people, I think a lot of times we have negative feelings about well-being and doing well. Like, like you were saying, how you talked about in the book that you're going to be releasing soon. Mm-hmm. You know, people talk about white folks' food, mm-hmm. but they associate healthy food with white folks' food. Right. So it's like if if I'm eating something that's feeding my body and doing good for me, that means I'm trying to be white, and that means that. I'm not being true to myself or my people, mm-hmm. but yourself and your people are not healthy because mm-hmm. of those things they're doing. And so like, why do you feel like you have to fight to affiliate in that way instead mm-hmm. of like allowing yourself to be part of this community while still thriving mm-hmm. or you feel like, Oh, well, you know, I didn't grow up in the hood. So a lot of you know young people who grew up in very comfortable families they feel like they got to go out and sell some drugs or do something crazy you know just to kind of like be like yeah i can relate to the struggle right but it's like why why do we always have to be defined by the struggle well you know heart disease and high blood pressure and diabetes those are things that you know black people are are predisposed toward like we believe these lies Mm -hmm. what's wrong with our bodies Mm -hmm. that we have to be predisposed to these health conditions yeah and we just accept it like oh well you know i'm high risk because i'm black black yeah and uh, that means that whatever and it's just like yeah don't get me started (laughs) on that yeah (laughs) was that we just accept that we don't even question it Mm -hmm. well you know i I ain't never going to be able to get ahead because, you know, prejudice and racism and discrimination. And yes, all that's out there. But it's like we don't have to put that coat on ourselves. You need to just go out there. If they're going to put the coat on you, let them put it on you and you take it off or whatever. But we we literally will arm ourselves. We will robe ourselves with mm-hmm. these mindsets like, well, you know, I, ne- I have to always work twice as hard mm-hmm. to get half as far or whatever mm-hmm. whatever the saying is we we put that on before we even leave the house mm-hmm. instead of like leaving the house with our full whole healthy selves and then if people throw stuff at us then you know we might have to respond but we don't have to like arm ourselves with that criticism and, and that low low perception of ourselves mm-hmm. yeah you know the thing is you know the thing I think about is that and you probably you kind of already said it like, you know, we, we just can't let we can't let circumstances and people, you know, dictate 
the actions that we take because we have to remember that we're responsible for our own actions you know we're the only ones like i'm the only one who can come who can take my arm with my brain and move it up and down like i do that you know nobody else can do that for me and so even even if it's raining outside i can still move my arm you know or I don't know, even if the kids start crying or something, I can still move my arm. You know, it's like, it. you know, there shouldn't, circumstances and other people, you know, shouldn't necessarily have an effect on that. Um, but yeah, you know, it's just, it's just, I don't know. I don't know. Really, really, when we kind of start to understand, you know, that we actually have control over the things that we do. You know, that can be a pretty freeing thing, you know. So mm-hmm. like so in other words, you know, like, yeah, so you um you come up in you know, with you know, like maybe in poverty and stuff like for example, I think about my dad. You know, he came up, you know, they were, you know, in New York and they were, you know, poor, you know, and <clears throat> you know, they on um you know, had food, you know, on welfare and all that kind of stuff and um I mean, my grandma still took good care of him and all that kind of stuff. She made things work, you know, but he grew up kind of knowing the struggle, mm-hmm. you know, but, you know, somewhere along the way, he, he began to understand that it didn't have to be that way, mm-hmm. you know. And so, and you know, thankfully, he had just various influences kind of like leading him, you know, down the right way and everything so that that didn't just get stuck in his mind, Um but that's the thing, you know, you can you can be in a situation like that, but in your mind, you know, you're not there. Mm-hmm. You're not in that place of less than or that place of um, you know, that unfavorable place. Um, it's amazing, man. You know, really <laughs> it kind of makes me think about that episode that a lot of people like, the faith in the creative um mind episode. It really kind of comes back to faith and, and a lot of things that we kind of like have grown accustomed to understanding you know like in the black community or whatever you know as like this is like our struggle you know it's just it's just the way things have always been but you have to kind of understand again it doesn't have to be this way mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be this way matter of fact the reason why it is this way is because you know you know, perhaps there are those who want it to be this way because it benefits them and it lines their pockets and, you know, it kind of gives them, you know, ability to get ahead, you know, more ability to get ahead, I'll say. But, um, but anyhow, you know, you just have to like really start to develop that understanding that, you know, you as a human being, I don't know what it is, you know, like the Bible says, what is man that, you know, that God is so mindful of man, like God has endowed every man with just like amazing stuff and um and once you kind of understand that you know then you can kind of be like you know what man things can things really can be a whole not just different but a whole lot different than i mm-hmm. see them like a whole lot different you know but you have to be told you really have to be told that you do you have to you have to be taught you have to be exposed because mm-hmm. a lot of the stuff that we're talking about happen after we were exposed to things in a different way. Mm-hmm. And again, like our parents did a ton to like shape the way we think about things. Like I remember I was not allowed to wear high water pants. I was not allowed to wear holes in my pants. Um, other little things, you know, we couldn't wear no raggedy shoes. Now we might have had, you know, it might've still been from 
I ain't gonna say Walmart. My mom got mad last time I said that we got clothes from Walmart, and we didn't. We probably got stuff mostly from Sears and JCPenney. Um, you know, I don't know. Those kind of department stores. Mm-hmm. Cause my, my aunt worked at Sears, so we used to always get stuff from Sears. And like I said, JCPenney went to the outlet. And mm-hmm. so um, our clothes, like, <laughs> I remember complaining, like, everybody at school, they get to wear these name brand clothes and shoes. And my parents were like, do their parents have a house to put them in or are they staying in an apartment? Do they have a yard to play in like y'all do? And, you know, not knocking anybody. Mm-hmm. But they were just showing us, like, we you may not have all these little trinkets and nice little things but we're we're providing you with like a whole nother experience and even like i said with the clothes they may not have been name brand but they were gonna be clean and neat like if my dad was off i think i may mention this before if he was off from work for a few days or whatever, and he was there when we were, it was time for us to get ready to school. He would starch our jeans. That's excellent, yeah. <laughs> so, like, they would starch so heavily. Mm-hmm. You're like a soldier <laughs> walking. But it's like, that's the kind of, they wanted us to have, like, you know, I want to say, like, a sense of pride. And you don't look <laughs> like somebody. But it's hard to have skinny jeans with a crease in the middle <laughs> and feel proud. But yeah, yeah. I get it. Right, right, know? right. You know, you know kind of what they were aiming for. Uh-huh, it's like. You know, some of the stuff is like, if y'all really were concerned about our pride, <laughs> maybe you would have done some different things. But yeah. what ideas they had of what pride was and how we supposed to carry ourselves, they made sure that we did it. Mm-hmm. And so I, I definitely know that I wouldn't be here without our, my parents, like, providing the example they had, that they provided and having certain standards for us. But then there's even a lot more that, it's like you can't quite get from your own family sometimes because right, yeah. you kind of get comfortable mm-hmm. in there. And you got if you're going to grow from where your parents were, sometimes you have to be exposed to things that's outside of what they were exposed to. Mm-hmm. And um, it's just by God's grace. Like, I think about, you know, where we were able to go to college. And mm-hmm. then when it was time for me to go to law school, where I went to law school, going to Duke. And just being exposed to people who just were from a whole different world, you know, people who's, mm-hmm. who had both parents were lawyers. Or one parent's a doctor, one parent's a lawyer, and people who went to private schools. And um, we had professional, a former professional baseball player in my class. We had a Ph.D. Um, engineer with a patent in his name in our class and somebody who used to work on on, um capitol hill just all kinds of folks Mm -hmm. you know a former doctor (laughs) who decided to go to law school Mm -hmm. you know it's just it was very eye-opening but then even like going to law school and having that experience there was still more that like because i wasn't i still wasn't thinking i could be a millionaire after going to law school it was like other exposures that god allowed to happen is just like now I'm at a place where I where I can't even remember when I didn't think this way, but mm. it's just exposure. Yeah, I mean, I was, I was just about to say, you know, because we when you first start saying exposure, where well, when you start saying it again, I was like, that that's it, you know, like if if there is a key word, perhaps even like a title for the podcast or something like that, maybe it has to revolve something around there because exposure is really the key. 
Mm-hmm. Whether you're told about something or you go and visit different places or you're around certain people or you um, uh, listen to certain things, you know, it's all about exposure because it's like, you know, whenever you see that stuff, whenever you see things, it helps you to understand. It even helps you to believe, I guess, well, it helps you to see more of what's possible helps you to see that things are different than you actually thought that they were Mm -hmm. you know it's 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 more it's more stuff out there you know um because you know you you kind of get in your own situation you know your own realm and you just kind of like without even knowing you just kind of like but you believe that all that there is is what's in front of you Mm -hmm. but then you start getting new ideas when you see you know um, different people like people doing different stuff you know just simply like living totally different than you do mm-hmm. and it's like oh you know I didn't know that this was like that you know that's why you have a lot of people who will leave these towns that they were maybe they grew up in or whatever small towns and and they go and do all these things and um, I mean I was going to say they come back and do different things in in their communities, which sometimes they happen. Sometimes they just kind of like leave and never come back. Mm-hmm. It's like sometimes they feel like they can't come back because they're like they've outgrown it or something. Mm-hmm. But yeah, exposure is the word. Exposure is the word. It's kind of making me even kind of think. You know, I'm kind of like a a homebody. I'm not necessarily real real big on traveling. I mean, I will and I have, but I don't have to. But that said, you know, I'm kind of thinking about the importance of exposure in my own life and just kind of like wondering. And of course, we know we want to expose our kids to more things. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I even say this, like, I, you know, I've been obviously listening very faithfully to um, a podcast that I, that I like, um, the <laughs> Secrets to Success podcast, Eric Thomas and CJ and Carl and Jamal. Get in your ear about. 24 7 these days well not 24 7 but i do listen to you know like whenever it's time to clean up the kitchen or something like that i do listen to it sometimes you know a couple of episodes a day um but but anyhow just kind of listening to some of what these these brothers are talking about it's exposure because Mm -hmm. i kind of find myself sure enough it's like some of the different things they're saying um are like running through my mind at different points. And I'm just kind of like, I'm just kind of, I find myself kind of imagining and kind of seeing things differently and kind of making different plans in my mind, almost unconsciously. Right. Right. You You start to, you start to kind of shape your, your future. Mm -hmm. And so that, that's really, really, really important to, um, to understand. It's real important. You know, you kind of, whatever you surround yourself, and people be saying it all the time, mm-hmm. whatever you surround yourself by or the company you keep, you know, it's like, that's, that's, that's where you're headed, mm-hmm. you know? And so if you just kind of stay up in your little paradigm, your little, whatever's normal for you, you know, like if, if struggle is normal for you or whatever, then it's just going to continue to be normal. But like, if you don't want to, if you don't want to just stay up in struggle, then, you know, it's like, and I'm not trying to be like, I'm kind of, I'm hoping I'm not trying to, that I'm not sounding like a, you know, like a know-it-all because I ain't right, at all. Right, 
Because I am not, and it's I just, promise you. We're experimenting and experiencing this ourselves. Right, just even thinking through it now. It's like, I guess the thing is, you got to do your best to get around folks who are in a totally different place where you are, kind of living the kind of life that you want to live. or, living or what you want to live, yeah. Right, or, li- or even, for example, like I say, something as simple as listening to a podcast or reading a certain kind of book or or whatever, man. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really, really convicting even now thinking about it. Yeah, yeah, and I, I think that, um, you know, we talk, we, we kind of started out talking about the struggle and how you don't have to define yourself by the struggle. It really is a choice that mm-hmm. you have to say, you know what, this is my reality. This is where I am. These are the things that are against me. I accept that or I, I acknowledge that. Right. But I don't want to be here. And I'm just, I'm just deciding that I don't want to be here anymore. And there's really like a lot of the people I listen to are not necessarily people of faith. They're not necessarily Christians. I'll say they are people of faith, but they're not necessarily Christians. And some of the things that they have as their foundation are not things that I would have as mine because my foundation is God, you Mm -hmm. know, and, and a specific God, not just God, like general but I can't remember what I was saying, but basically I, I think what I was saying is just that I listen to a lot of these folks and they're very, you know, it almost doesn't matter who, whether it's a person who believes in God and, and, and follows Jesus or if it's someone who's more like the universe or whatever, like it's still like a similar approach to the people who actually are making the progress they want to make. It's like they speak the thing they desire, they speak it out loud. Well, first they conceptualize it, then they speak it. And then it's like things start to move in that direction. And that's how it is, you know, as as a believer, you know, someone who believes in God and believes in Jesus, it's like once you, like the, the Bible talks a lot about the words we speak about, speaking words of faith and, and um, you know, the power, life and death being in the power of the tongue, it's true. It is absolutely true. And it's not even denominational. It's just absolute truth. And I think we miss that mm-hmm. as people who believe in God and read the Bible and believe on the Bible. We miss it. Mm-hmm. That it really is true that the things that we say, that we put, you know, it's even joking things like, well, you know, we can't get ahead because we black. You know, it's just mm-hmm. like those, those kind of jokes. That holds you down. But if you're saying, I, regardless of my race, regardless of the color of my skin, I am going to be, I'm going to live a successful, thriving, prosperous life. Like, if you're saying that and you're really believing it, then it it, it does become a reality. And you see it. You can see it happening. Like, mm-hmm. I see my, my trajectory change. I see what my, my law firm was at the beginning of the year and how it's, it's changing. It's becoming like a real business that's employing people and paying people salaries and stuff, mm-hmm. paying us something, you know, it's, it's, we can do better, but we will do better. Mm-hmm. But it's like those things start with you speaking it and then believing that it actually can come to pass. It actually will come to pass. And I, I really, you know, kind of shifted it to 
more of a, a faith conversation. I really w- wish that more people who are Christians would exam- examine whether or not they really believe in the things that we say we believe in the Bible, from the Bible, mm-hmm. to be able to to make this real for us. Like mm-hmm. to say, I, I'm not going to define myself by my race or my background or um, any of that. Like I'm going to stand on a different foundation mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and really move forward with that you know i think i think that some sometimes we kind of shy away from doing that because we feel like it's um we're being what's the word Pre- presumptuous maybe all oh, right like you, you know, don't want to like, do that right right yeah like who am i to say mm-hmm. this kind of stuff or like you know i'm saying this and it ain't, it ain't really like what i see or whatever and like like how how dare i kind of like you know put this kind of stuff out there, you know, because I don't really know what I'm talking about and it's not really real. And what if it don't happen? So mm-hmm. then I'm a look bad. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's the thing, you know, it's like, again, it's like this faith stuff is real. It's like faith, especially for those of us who are part of the household of faith, believers in God, believers in Christ. It's like, it literally is the foundation a, a huge part of the foundation of 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 what we um believe you know you know faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen so it's like in theory you have faith already right mm-hmm. in the, in theory you, you i mean you had to have faith to be a believer <laughs> so it's like you know but we just kind of have to like almost get permission to kind of to have faith for other things too, mm-hmm. you know, to have faith for other things in our lives, um, that other things can be better versus just kind of like always, you know, like I know my mom, but sometimes <laughs> joke, you know, uh, I can hardly get along. That's just kind of always, you know, uh, kind of having that kind of mindset and singing them kind of songs and whatnot, mm-hmm. you know, I guess cause like, Back in the day, when some of the, even though I know, I know there's no song really called "I Can Hardly Get Along" like an old <laughs> Negro spiritual, but <laughs> but some of the songs that they sang back then, you know, they were like in the struggle and and really hoping for better times and whatnot. And we still sing those songs like we still struggling, mm-hmm. you know, in the same ways. And um, I don't know, man, I don't know, but we, you know, it's faith, it's faith. Is faith believing that something else is possible, wanting it, and then choosing to believe for it, mm-hmm. and then and then kind of walk in that, you know, paying attention to what is what you're around. I was talking to um, our oldest child about um was it Philippians four thirteen, you know, talking about choosing your thoughts and all that kind of stuff. Whatever mm-hmm. thoughts are lovely and pure and just and all that stuff, you know, think on those things. You know, you have to do that. Otherwise, as I told her, your thoughts, if you're thinking on the wrong stuff, your thoughts are just kind of like lead you wherever. And it won't be anywhere good. It'll be like a wild horse. Mm-hmm. And you sitting there on top of the horse as it just kind of like does whatever it does. You know, you stay in the struggle because you're always thinking struggle thoughts. But then whenever you choose thoughts that are not, that are anti-struggle, you know, <clears throat> then then you can kind of then you're kind of directing yourself right right and it feels silly to like 
say I believe for something that I don't see. Mm-hmm. But that's the only way out. That's the only way out. I mean, it's like that with anything. When you go to, when you go to, to when you're in high school or college or graduate school, you didn't go in there saying, I don't know if I'm going to be able to graduate. It's like you just knew you're going to graduate. You knew right. that it was going to be a challenge to get there, but you knew that you went to school to graduate. You didn't go to school and not graduate. Mm-hmm. So it's like, even though you don't know for sure that you're going to graduate, you have this belief and this faith that you will. And so I think we have to have that with everything else. Like, of course I don't see that I'm not going to struggle financially. Of course I don't see myself not being you know see myself not having these these illnesses and things of course I don't see that I'm going to have a better relationship that I'm going to have a peaceful home or a loving home to be in but it's like you you say regardless of what I currently see I believe that I'm going to have this other thing this better thing and it's just the same as if you enrolled in college and expected to graduate You've decided today, I expect that I'm going to be healthy. I expect that I'm going to be financially secure, not be in debt. Mm-hmm. And the, the thing is that once we have that expectation, we conform our actions right, in that yeah. way. Right. Just like school. You don't go to college and just sleep all day and not go to class. Some people do. I don't know what their expectation is because yeah. it's like, you know, you ain't going to graduate with that kind of that kind of behavior. Mm-hmm. Most people, when they go to school, they go to class, they do their homework and all this stuff. It may be hard. They may get a bad grade or whatever, but you do the things that are required to pass, to get out of school. Mm-hmm. So we should do that with everything else. We will. Once we decide this is my goal, we will do the actions that help us. Right. And there might be other, like, quote, realities that could keep us down, but... We have to kind of get outside, like just let those realities be over there. And we keep mm-hmm. going. Because like I was listening to something or reading something and they said, we, you know, we think, oh, I can't do this because of my race, or because of my class, because of my parents' background. I came from a single home. But there are people in all those categories who did do it. Right. So you're not any worse off than them. Right, exactly. And as a matter of fact, you should actually kind of go and get the book on them. Yeah, <laughs> see know, what so they did. Be exposed to it, yeah. Yeah. But thank y'all for listening. We hope that you'll, um, you enjoyed it and that you'll share with someone else. Please share. See y'all next time. Doing Wholeness is a Back to Basics Health and Wholeness podcast with theme music produced by Life on 